This podcast is brought to you by MonthlyChallenge.fit. It's like Weight Watchers better help and the biggest loser had a baby. Check it out, MonthlyChallenge.fit. Today on episode number 322 of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, I'm back from Florida with some really bad news, and I bought an air fryer, and I'm going to tell you what I think about it, as well as what's better, indoor or outdoor cycling. Welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, where we take a no-nonsense approach to weight loss. We left our excuses in the past, and we've forgiven ourselves for abusing the gift that is our bodies. From this point forward, our health is more important. We will stay focused. We will stay determined. We will sacrifice now knowing that it's not going to be easy so that we can live a better tomorrow. We understand that weight loss is a marathon, not a sprint. It's about making lifestyle changes and that the only person who can stop you is you. You know where you are now and you know where you want to be. The new you begins today. Let's go. I just want to be Welcome back to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Jackson from the school podcasting.com. It's been a while. I had to go out and uh, do some speaking on podcasting and uh, came back. Well, first of all, if you're new to the show, welcome aboard. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a trainer. I'm just a person like you trying to lose some weight. And last year I lost 30 pounds. And uh, this year I'm finding them basically to make a long story short. Went to Florida worked for the better part of a week where I really wasn't eating breakfast or lunch. And then I would just pig out on dinner, doing my best again to avoid obviously bad choices. Came back, was down a pound. I was like, all right, well, that's good because the last time you talked to me, I was up a little bit and I'm like, okay, I'm really going to try. But here's the thing I'm trying to, cause I'm really trying to figure this out. Cause I'm up, I'm way up. I'm at two Oh four. And I really thought, the days of me being over 200 pounds. So I'm up about four pounds. I was at like 199 after going up a little. So I went up a little, went down a little, and then shot way up. And the only thing I can think of is, number one, and these are crap excuses for the record. uh, Me, before I left for Florida, I had all the stuff I had to get done. And so I was not sleeping, wasn't drinking my water, way stressed out, came home, guessed what? Still wasn't getting any sleep because now I did to kind of dig myself out of all the stuff that I hadn't done because I was gone for a week was kind of drinking my water, but not getting much sleep. And then the other thing that I did that I look back and go, what was I thinking is I have not had ice cream in a very long time. And so the one day I went to Wendy's and got a chocolate frosty in my head thinking, well, one isn't going to hurt. And I haven't had one in so long. Again, I'm in a weight loss challenge right now. I'm trying to lose weight after going up a little bit. And somehow I told myself, yeah, let's go get a Frosty. And uh, I've always said when you do, when you make a bad choice, what you're really doing is you're practicing doing the bad stuff. And to make a long story short, I got pretty good at the bad stuff. And 
so after about a week of Frosties, and then I live in Akron, Ohio. There's a local homemade ice cream place. And I said, well, I, I've got to have one of those. They're only open from March through, I think, November. And hey, it's March, and they're open for the season. I'll just go have one. Yeah. So yeah, no, yeah. Hence, now I'm way above 200. And I was like, okay. So now the good news is, I woke up and said, Dave, you idiot, what are you doing? And so what I've been doing is getting up early, going to the gym, drinking my 80 ounces of water, putting in, here's the other thing I was doing that was really stupid, because again, I was so busy, kind of backed up. I was logging my food after I ate it. So there's nothing better than at 1130 at night, putting in your food and going, oh, look, I'm 600 calories over. That really doesn't do you a whole lot of good. So I started putting my food in as I was putting it in, and I basically have been almost about six days in a row losing about, and this doesn't sound like much, 0.2 pounds a day. And I've been going to the gym, making sure to get 10,000 steps in, doing a little bit of weightlifting, and just basically before I'm putting my health first. So at night, I go to the gym if I haven't gone in the morning. Sometimes I do two a day because I'm really like, whoa, 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 we're, we're off. We're officially warning, warning Will Robinson. We're off track here. And I'm slowly coming back down. I'm proud of myself. And so that's where I'm at. So don't. In the same way why people go, well, you don't drink Mountain Dew anymore? And I'm like, no, and I won't have one. You know, I will just because I know if I have one, I'm going to have more. And I don't want to, you know, I'm just, I'm done with that stuff. So it's kind of a dumb thing. Bad habit to start. I've broken that habit and now we're back on track and I'm going to be going back down. So that's cool. And uh, so I'm, I'm researching some things and came across, have you guys heard about this air fryers, air fryers? And I watch this little infomercial and it, it's better than deep frying because it's basically what it is. It's an, it's a conventional, conventional oven. It's an oven. It's a little baby oven shaped like an egg with a fan in it that blows the hot air all around your food. So you get crispy fries. You can bake, you can broil, you can cook, you can, you know, it slices, it dices, it even juliennes, that kind of crap. Order now and get your free Ginsu knives. And I got completely sucked in. Now, these things are not cheap. So I went to uh, Walmart, went to Target, didn't have any. And I'm like, but I want to touch an air fryer. I want to look at it. So I went to Bed Bath & Beyond, found one, the, uh, the Power Air Fryer XL. Now, it turns out there are also deluxe models that come with like a pizza pan, and some sort of other thing. Because again, it's basically, I know it sounds cool to say it's an air fryer. It's really a, a, it's a round oven with a fan in it. And brought it home. I'm a big fan of chicken. And uh, I threw eight chicken thought. And I bought the five quart model. Because again, if you're new to the show, I cook a bunch of crap on Sunday and then throw it in containers and eat it the rest of the week. So it would have made sense for me to get the three quart one and maybe cook like four chicken thighs every three days. But instead I bought this big giant five quart thing and it's, it's big. It's uh it's not, this is one of those where I'm like, Hmm, wasn't really thinking about that. So I am uh, retiring the Foreman grill to uh, in a cabinet because it'll fit in a cabinet and this giant egg thing. Won't now here's the cool thing. What's, what's the, now if you miss the infomercial, 
here's the deal about this. Um, they're saying this about air fryers. It's less chance of a grease fire. A lot of fires in kitchens start with grease. Hard to have a grease fire when there's no grease. Less chance of getting burned by popping grease. Anybody love this? You're, you're doing something and, pop, 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 and all of a sudden you're like, oh, dear, you got me. Much less cleanup. No worries about dumping old grease out when there's not really a whole lot of grease. Um, air fryers produce food that has the same crispy outside that standard fryers produce. That's true. Without the unhealthy old additives. Okay. And air fryers reduce up to 80% of the fat uh, content of foods typically cooked in hot oil. I don't know where they're getting that stat from. Sounds great, though, doesn't it? You know, 80% less fat. Okay, but realize, you know, we'll get to that in a second. So I purchased the Power Air Fryer XL and uh, bought it. It's not cheap. You're looking at the three-quart one is about 100 bucks. Uh, this one was 149 But I was like, mm, okay, let's give this a shot. And... uh Bought it in, like I said, um, and it, it heats up pretty quick. They say if you're starting with a cold oven, just add three minutes. So I threw my chicken in there, threw some seasoning on it. Uh, they said 20 minutes for chicken at 360 degrees. I threw it up to 23 minutes. Life was good. The only thing that was weird is I had four chicken thighs on the bottom and then two on top. And this thing actually holds a lot. And the... I had one thigh that was covered up a lot by other chicken on top of it. And it came out and was a little like, "Mm, I'm not eating that. Threw it back in for another three minutes and it was done. So that's one thing. I guess I could have stopped in the middle and flipped them over and things like that. But for the most part, it was fine. And like I say, it is basically a conventional oven with a built-in fan. And according to the website, it allows you to roast, air fry, bake, steam, saute, and grill. And um, it basically sucks air through the top of it and blows air out the back of it. And this was the thing that was true. The cleanup was insanely easy. Uh, I actually love it when nonstick stuff is nonstick. I have a, a Foreman grill, the one with the removable plates, and that thing has never been nonstick. Now, granted, easy to clean, yes. Nonstick, not so much. Not really nonstick. Because I have things that stick on it, and then I have to kind of wipe it off, and yes, it comes off fairly easy. But it, it's, nah, nah, there's things are sticking there, buddy. And that's even if I spray it with some sort of non-sticking um, Pam or whatever it is. Um, so the, um, the other thing that I, I appreciated was um, the fact that there's very less grease in it. So basically what you have is like a big bucket We'll just call it now they call it a pan, but it's basically a big bucket. And then they have this little metal basket that in this case it's copper, so it's it's the magical new copper thing that does nothing, sticks to copper apparently, and it's got a bunch of holes in it. So as you cook, the grease goes down, goes in the bottom bucket while your kind of chicken or fries or potato or whatever making is kind of just floating in this thing with a bunch of hot air blowing into it. And I was amazed. It I mean, it quickly stuff was cooking. Now, the reason I don't like grease is uh, back in the day, I was uh, all of five years old on this, and it's the only time in my life I ever saw my dad uh, scared, ever. My dad was a big dude, uh, truck driver, typical lots of testosterone. Um, He was a drill sergeant in the Air Force, didn't take a lot of crap. And, uh, you, you know, all I had to do was hear my dad walking down the hall and I would, uh, I would crap my pants if I was doing something wrong. And this, this scared my dad. 
my sister was cooking bacon on a Sunday morning. And um, this is in a cast iron skillet. And somehow she just bumped the handle to where it was now the, the handle was heavier than the pan. So this pan goes flipping off the stove and all the grease and the bacon uh, landed on my leg. Now I'm five years old and I let out a scream that the neighbors next door heard and I ran into the living room. And somehow my dad, like a superhero, had jumped out of his bed into his robe and was running down the hallway. And I'm not making this up. Pick me up by my neck, like the back of the neck, like a cat would pick up, you know, you and just pick me up. And I don't know how uh, he he knew what was going on or whatever, but he threw me in the, the bathtub and immediately put my my leg underwater, which is what you do for a burn. But the look on his face... You know, because it's one of those times, you know, when your kids are hurt and this was like, I am really not OK. This is a serious. This is not a drill, dad. Your son is hurt. And uh, that was amazing. And so I am still a little nervous around popping grease, as you might imagine. And so it's really cool that when I take this thing out, um, the grease is kind of in this bottom pan. And that is one thing you need to watch out for. This is when I did this, I was like, okay, what do we need to watch out for then? What's, what's not true here? Well, number one, they tell you to remove all the packing material, which I did. There's a lot of tape to hold the drawer in and the plastic wrap and this and that. What I didn't see was I didn't take the whole thing apart and underneath the basket in this bottom bucket kind of thing, there's a piece of cardboard on the bottom of it. Well, my first, uh, flight with this thing. I had the cardboard still in the bottom of it. I'm kind of glad it didn't burst into flames. Uh, so you have to take that out. And uh, and there's a lot of documentation about this. The way the, the, the upper basket kind of slides into place and locks into place, and there's this button, this red button. In fact, there is a plastic cover over this button because the reason for that is when you press that button, the upper basket will pull out of the bottom bucket. Or you could look at it this way. If I was holding this thing, press the button, the bottom bucket would just fall to whatever it is. So they mention here that you need to have this on some sort of countertop or something, put it down and pull the basket up because it's really easy to, if you think about this, if you're just holding it in midair, click that button, that bucket's going to drop and throw grease all over you. So be careful with that. And so basically read the directions um, because they, they're, they're very good at explaining what this is and what it does, but take some time to get used to this thing. If you get one of these and they even mention that you need to use an oven mitt. Now the handle that you're grabbing is not hot, but the whole thing gets pretty toasty. Again, you're, you're talking three, 400 degrees here. And um, so that is true. So the other thing that I want to point out here, because you're like, Oh, cool. I might go get one. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm at this point like, Hmm, pressure cooker. Cause here's the thing. When I use the pressure cooker XL, which also I throw chicken in 20 minutes later, it's done. But that chicken is soaking in grease that has gone out of the chicken with this thing. It's kind of in this floating basket and all the grease goes down to the bottom bucket. So I can see where this would be slightly healthier and it does have a crispy outside texture. Now for the record, usually when I'm eating chicken, I pull the skin off. But if I want to eat it with the skin, it's now very fried chickeny, if that. But here's the thing. So it's all about eating healthy and blah, blah, blah. And you get the little recipe book in the uh, that, that comes with it. And recipes are things like pie, donuts, fries, 
you know, all this other stuff. And I'm like, I don't know if you realize this or not. Air cooked or not, pie is still pie. Donuts are still donuts. And fries are basically giant mounds of carbs. And so I do plan on um, taking, I, I bought some sweet potatoes. I'm going to throw those in there. But I could see making sweet potato fries because sweet potato fries are a different kind of carb. Right? It's not that highly processed. It's You know what I'm talking about. It's the good carb thing. So, uh, and just because it uses less or no oil, it's not a miracle worker. It's not like, hey, check this out, everybody. I cook cupcakes in the, you know, air fryer, and now they're a superfood. No. So, but uh, they're not cheap. Like I say, anywhere from, they go from anywhere from $100. um, I forget the one I saw was $200, and I'm like, no. So, but if you got it, you want to play with one, I'm happy I bought it. I'm going to be using it a lot. Like I say, I can see this. I cook a lot of um, fish on my foreman. I'm going to try that in there. I think this will be, because uh, the foreman, for whatever reason, when I cook fish on a foreman, it just, half the fish is on the foreman by the time time it's done. And it's a fairly new foreman grill. So I'm kind of bummed about that. Uh, I love my foreman for grilling, but I there was a guy in the uh, Bed Bath Beyond that kind of pushed me over the edge because he had one of these. And he said, it's the best steak you'll ever have. And I go, really? He goes, I don't get it. It's just a bunch of hot air. He goes, it's just good. So uh, so I bought one. I, I've jumped in. And uh, so, yeah, there are things, like I say, um, no grease around to uh, worry about, or shall we say less grease, because there's going to be some grease at the bottom of this bucket when you're done. Uh, you don't have to worry about getting hit with grease. The cleanup, I was really surprised, was a breeze. And um, it is going to have that crispy outside. And... Uh, I'm just not sure about the whole 80% of, you know, 80% less calories. I'm like, eh, don't really know about that. But uh, if you're thinking about getting one, so far, I've used it once, and I'm loving it. Kevin Hogue sent me an email and said, hey, thanks for help keeping us motivated. I got a question. I don't know if you can answer this. He said, I started biking last spring, and I use the map, my walk app to track my distance and calorie count. He says, you can adjust the setting for biking. He says, on the road, I'm doing six miles in 30 minutes, burning about 700 calories as per the my walk app at the gym on a stationary bike for 30 minutes. It clocks me at nine miles, but only 350 calories. The app collects my age and weight where the stationary bike does not. Which do you think is more accurate? Hmm. See, anything where you add weight and age, I would think is more accurate. But I did some research on this because I always thought outdoor cycling would be better. So my official answer is, I don't know. The good news is that you're doing it. I guess that's the bottom line. But I always thought outdoor cycling would be a better workout. And I found three different articles and all of them said the same thing. Indoor cycling is actually better. And I was like, how is that? So what they said is a study of the American Council on Exercise observed that a typical cycling class keeps you at around 75 to 95% of your maximum heart rate. That's pretty uh, good, but motivators might be uh said motivators might be the heat. I think they mean beat the heat of an indoor cycling room. The peer pressure of cycling classmates and the motivation of an instructor basically barking at you. They say it's good enough heart rate to get a very good cardiovascular response. Um, indoor 
bikes tend to use primarily your hamstring muscles because of the flywheel, which means more help from the bike and fewer overall calories burned. So that makes it sound like outdoor cycling is would be better. But it says serious cyclists and professional cyclists can easily get their heart rate as high as they want as those cycling classes when you're outdoors. But most recreational cyclists just have a hard time pedaling that fast while balancing the bike, navigating and not having the motivation of a crowd or an instructor. In So there they're kind of saying it sounds like outdoor, but you don't have that motivation. You don't have that peer pressure. And uh, it says, in contrast to an indoor bike, you use your glutes, hamstrings and quadriceps um, ski- uh, and then basically uh, your shins and your calves more when you're barking, barking. When you, it's, I'm going back to the barking instructor, biking outside. So the let me go back to the previous paragraph. They said that you're basically using your hamstring muscles uh, a little more. So here you're using more muscles. But it says uh, you need to be working hard enough to hit those muscles with adequate force to make them stronger and to burn significant calories. And many people just don't bike that hard. So that's the key here. If you're going to be bike barking, why can I say biking and barking? I don't know. Maybe you're a dog and you're on your bike and you're out there and you're going. If you're biking and you're really, when I bike with my friends, we used to go about 10 11 miles an hour, and it was just constantly, we're on a uh, trail next to you, Ohio Erie Canal, which is great. There's no traffic. The only thing you have to worry about are these kids that don't know their left from right, because you'll go passing on your left, and Johnny will then immediately turn left and uh, turn right into your front wheel as his parent goes, sorry, You're like, great, as I, you know, you, you slam on the brakes, and it's, it's fun. Um, indoor cycling, in terms of difficulty, um, can get boring. Boy, can we put an exclamation point on that? It can get really boring fast. The thing I love, I, I want to know why, I know why they do it, but I just want to go, really? You don't have to do that? What's up with the bad music at the gym that nobody is listening to? We all have our own earbuds in, but yet they're like, here, the latest from Madonna, followed by Adele, followed by, you know, um, Slipknot. It's the weirdest mix of music, none of which anybody's listening to. And my favorite is they usually play it loud enough to where I have to crank my earbuds so loud that it's, you know, deafening. Um, they say also indoor cycling, You again, you use the same muscles over and over again. Um, and it says that can certainly make indoor cycling seem more difficult than outdoor biking, but the pounding music, group atmosphere, and instructor motivation to help us. See, that's the thing. I think they're talking about a cycling class. When I ride a bike indoors at a gym, I'm just usually, for the record, mailing it in. I'm usually reading a book, and uh, but I'm continually, you know, pedaling, though. I'm not taking, I'm not coasting. And they say when you're outdoors, you are basically... Uh, Pedaling, but maybe not that hard, right? That's the whole point. Um, and outdoor cycling is not boring. It goes by much faster. It feels great because you have the wind in your hair. And uh, it says, but if you want to take cycling to the next level, there are technical skills required uh, so that you're making the cycling more difficult. So you really have to be your own coach when you're outdoors. And this is the one thing I saw in every article about this is they said, when you are cycling outside, it's really easy to coast. Because on one hand, 
right? Cycling indoors, there's no hills unless you have something that's going to program it and just automatically make it harder. There's no hills when you're indoors. Outdoors, you have to really bust your butt to get up the hill. And then when you get to the top, you're like, (gasps) and you just coast all the way down. Well, there's no coasting indoors because the minute you start to coast, your flywheel dies and you got to keep pedaling. So um, the other thing about indoors, uh, it's more convenient because now when it's raining outside, you can still do that. Uh, you just simply get on your bike and, and go. Outdoor, it can be, again, messy. You need to dress appropriate. Um, you have to have all the things to, uh, you have to worry about a flat tire when you're biking indoors. That's kind of cool too. And so basically, this was in a uh, an article from Fox News. And there are many of you that just went, Fox, you're quoting Fox News. But anyway, uh, they say it's a toss up. If you own an indoor bike, that route is probably more convenient, especially in bad weather. Um, you're going to get a great workout in both indoor and outdoor cycling, and that's the key, uh, is that whatever you're doing, keep doing it. That's really the key for me to that. Uh, let me, I pulled one other article up here again. Yeah, that's basically saying the same thing, that in the end, outdoor people tend to coast more. I kept reading that over and over and over. So, uh, if you're outside and I haven't really thought the balancing thing would burn more calories, I was really kind of surprised when I read that, but on the other hand, I'm quoting the internet and we know how, uh, accurate that can be. But the bottom line is if you like cycling, do it. I don't know that I would worry, um, make that a habit and do things. So it's not boring. I've been really getting into reading. It's weird. It's in the long run, I'm getting the same results. When I don't read, I tend to do, I'll do like um, a minute of running followed by two minutes of not running. Or if I'm listening to music, I run during the chorus and then I walk during the verses, just things like that. And obviously, since we're talking about exercise, always check with your doctor before doing anything that would make you, I don't know, die. And uh, so that's something I do to make things not boring. But when I'm reading a book, um, I'm usually, I just put it on something that's a fairly decent clip for walking and I just read. Now, I, I tend to then walk longer but I, I'm probably burning the same amount of calories, even though I might walk for an hour and a half. Whereas when I'm doing kind of run, walk, run, walk, run, walk, I'll do that for maybe an hour, maybe 45 minutes before I finally die. So in the end, I think I'm still burning calories. And that's really the bottom line is what's the best, what is the best exercise to do? And the answer is the one you do. Whether that's jumping rope, cycling, indoor, outdoor, walking, jogging, jumping on a treadmill, you know, push-ups, sit-ups, whatever you want to do, as long as you're doing it, uh, keep doing it because that helps build muscle and muscle helps burn calories. And the more calories you burn, the more weight you lose, basically, in a nutshell. In the end, remember, it's all about the food. And I proved that this week. And I know, like I say, I, when the week with the ice cream thing, I was just, I was just done. I really, I was just crispy and tired and was like, ah, just, you know, it's only this one. And then one became, well, and so literally at this point, there there are two Walmarts that I could go to. I will not go to the one Walmart because there's a Dairy Queen right in front of it. And I'm like, you know what? For now, till I get my head out of my butt, I'm not going to that Walmart because I was, I was just having a hard time. Now, I think at this point I could go back because I kind of got my, my act back together. 
but I was just having a really, you know, bad time. So like I say, I'm, I'm proud that this whole week I've gone down about 0.2 pounds every single day because I'm just doing the right stuff. And I'm just going to keep that going because I eventually want to get back down to like 185. So, you know, I'm, I'm proud to still say I'm down 20 pounds, but I'm, I'm kind of bummed that I'm above 200. And I thought that was really done. Now, as we wrap up here, remember, remember, you are not defined by your mistakes. You're not. Those are yours. Can't erase them. But don't let that negative Nancy get in your head. That's like, see, I told you you couldn't do it. Here we go. I told you, you lost 30 pounds. You lost 30 pounds, but here it comes. I'm going to find them. I knew you couldn't keep it off. You're going to have that voice in your head. And that's when I went, I just started, uh, when did I start? Saturday. I got up at like six in the morning, went to the gym. Um, I do this weird thing where I hate this at my gym. In theory, you're not supposed to wear hats. I'm like, what? It's, it's planet fitness. I'm like, it's a no judge zone unless you're wearing hats somewhere. I read that there's a thing on the no baseball hats. I'm like, what? Cause I don't know about you. If I'm going to the gym, I don't really care what I look like because the first thing I'm doing when I get home is take a shower. So I, I basically wake up and just throw my head in the shower and then grab a towel and kind of swoosh my hair into something that doesn't look like I just slept on it. And then I go to the gym, uh, work out, come home. And I will say that, that it by starting off the day, and I realize there are a lot of you like, ain't going to happen. I'm not a morning person. And I, I am kind of in that boat. But I will say that when I start off the day with exercise and I'm focusing on eating the right things, it, it does tend to help me keep going in the right direction. I know there's also, there is, I'll be honest with you, there is that voice in your head that goes, hey, you burned 400 calories this morning. You can go get some ice cream. And you're like, no, 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 don't. Because again, you can erase an hour and a half work on a, a treadmill in 10 seconds with the right food. So don't do that and just keep going in the right direction. So I am, uh, I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to be literally on the right track at this point. I accept that I made some mistakes. I'm moving on, and I, uh, I I plan on talking to you next week with some more insights from my air fryer. What a dumb name. And uh, any insights that you have, if you have an air fryer, uh, do you like yours or whatever gadget you're using to cook healthy? And uh, the other thing I want to do and you'll probably hear about this, is I'm going to create a Logical Weight Loss Facebook group. I keep talking about this, and now that things are kind of almost back to normal, uh, I want to focus on that. So thanks so much for listening. I hope you are headed in the right direction. And if not, you can turn it around. I just did. You know, don't don't kill yourself. And uh, we'll see you again next week with another episode of The Lot. Oh, wait, before I leave. Oh, what am I kidding? I already tuned out already. Uh, thank you to everybody who's been going to logicalloss.com slash support and uh, using the Amazon buttons. Doesn't cost you a dime, and it helps pay for things like, I don't know, my new air fryer. <laughs> so thank you for everybody who's been doing that. Thanks to Kevin for the question, and uh, we'll see you again real soon with another episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. If you're listening to this on a website, please consider subscribing to us for free in iTunes by going to LogicalLoss.com forward slash iTunes. You can contact me via email by sending an email to Dave at LogicalLoss.com or call in your comments toll free 888-563-3228. 
can sign up for our free newsletter and participate in our forums at our website, which is LogicalLoft.com. Our theme music is courtesy of SkinnySongs.com. Thanks again for listening. You know, they say knowledge is power. Knowledge is only power when it's acted upon. You can do this. Live right. Lose weight. Live long. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it. Thin. I want to try it. Thin. But I can't buy it. Guess I'll have to.